What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 23 of the Big Fly Pod with your co-hosts. Just added in, just like we talked about it here on our previous interview with Sean Spradling, Kyle May. Kyle May, welcome to the pod. Kyle May, welcome to the pod. We also have Christian Myers, who just came off uh, a few days um, into his 60-day IL stint. Uh, Christian is back with us after deciding to have other priorities. Um, you know, take a number one at this time, which is fine. Uh, I'm not I'm not mad about it. And of course, myself, Ty Lewin. Um, we just had a wonderful interview with Sean Spradling. It'll be posted here along with the same uh, around the same time that this episode is posted as well. Kyle and I had um, the pleasure of, of speaking uh, to Sean after he went through his whole experience um, with the WBC and being in Arizona and then having the opportunity to be in Miami uh, for the semifinal and final game. So definitely tune into that interview. Um, Kyle, just your thoughts there, man. I mean, just I, I was I was thrilled with the way that that interview went. 100%. Um, you know, Sean's super knowledgeable guy. Um, obviously, a lot of insight from the WBC. It was really cool to get his perspective because he was involved in the media aspect of it. So he was involved in a lot of interviews and that stuff. So it was really cool to get his perspective on things just from his experiences at the WBC this year. Absolutely, my man. Absolutely. And so um, last week we went into the AL Central and that um, uh, and that review with Kyle. And please tune into that because that was fantastic breakdown from from Kyle there uh, of of the teams there. And now what we're going to do is, of course, folks, we're going into opening day here. This podcast is going to be released on opening day. Couldn't be more thrilled. Um, all my fantasy baseball lineups. I'm so excited to get that going here tomorrow morning. Obviously not going to win any of those leagues anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But um, it's exciting. Opening day is around the uh, just obviously starting here in under 12 hours um, and can't wait uh, over, 12, excuse me, just under uh, 24 hours and can't wait to get that started. Um, but I think we need to check in with Christian. Um, I think we need to check in because um, how uh, how are you? Uh, how was your IL stint and, uh, and where are you at with your health right now? Just want to, just want to check in on you. Yeah, we're, we're good. I appreciate you checking in. Um, it's been a tough, tough road on this IL for a few days, but we're coming back right now. Going to see if, you know, I can rush back and be in normal form and hopefully be clear for the rest of the season. But you never know. It might be one of those nagging injuries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's back. Um, so we got the whole crew here now. Obviously, we're uh, getting things kind of rolling here with us going uh, with the three man squad. Kyle decided that uh, he felt like he should be taking his talents to the big fly pod. And we're about to take this to the moon, as he would say, through his Twitter post with a rocket emoji, rocket emoji and rocket emoji. All right, folks. So we're going to get into our predictions here for the year uh, regarding awards, division winners, world series matchup um, or playoff kind of uh, format of how that's going to look. Uh, and then of course the world series matchup and winner. We talked about it last week with Kyle, but we're going to give Kyle a little bit of leeway here and let him adjust any picks that he wants to make, or he's already bet his life savings on maybe some of these picks, um, you know, through his gambling features. So let's go ahead and roll right into it, fellas. Let's go right into NL Rookie of the Year and AL Rookie of the Year. Kyle, the new guest, the new man on the pod, uh, the big free agent signing for the Big Fly pod. Uh, Kyle, who do we have winning the NL Rookie of the Year and why? Yeah, so I'm going to double down. Um, I was on the pod last week on record giving my AL Rookie of the Year and NL Rookie of the Year. I'm sticking with those same guys. In the NL, I got Kodai Senga for the Mets coming over from Japan. 
Um, the guy's got nasty stuff. He shoved in Japan. I think he's going to do really well here in the U.S. I think his pitches transfer really well to the MLB and the league here. So I think he's going to have a really good year. He's going to stabilize the middle of that rotation and have a really good year for um, the New York Mets. ALMV, or AL Rookie of the Year, excuse me. I'm going to go with the hometown pick. I'm going Oscar Colas, home of my Chicago White Sox. Um, untapped potential. He has had really big numbers in AAA last year. Started the year in AA, then jumped to AAA. Hit a ton of home runs, had a ton of RBIs. I think he's going to stabilize the bottom of that lineup for my White Sox. And I think he's going to surprise a lot of people and have a really good year for uh, my hometown White Sox. All righty. Christian, turn it over to you, my friend. Who do you got? Yeah, Kay May, those are good picks right there. Um, Appreciate I have it. two totally different guys, which is good for, for the podcast purposes. I have out of the NL is Corbin Carroll with the Arizona Diamondbacks. He's uh, up. He's one of the favorites right now, but I think it's for good reason. I mean, the dude is a really great player, kind of fast-tracked through the minors up to the big league level. And when he was a September call-up last year, put up some really good numbers. And I think it's going to translate into this year. So I know he's a guy that people are talking about for a potential MVP within the next four years. And I could totally see it. And I think he's going to start his career with the Rookie of the Year uh, award. And then over to the AL side, um, I'm taking a little bit of an older rookie. And that's Masataki Yoshida from boston he was the guy that they picked up um after he got posted in japan and the dude rakes i mean i know you guys just did your interview with the wbc guy and he had set the record or tied the record for most rbis in a wbc but he he just swings it he gets on base a lot he puts puts the ball in play i mean his strikeout to walk ratio is like one strikeout for every 13 or 14 walks which is pretty impressive and I think his game's going to translate really well into that Red Sox lineup uh, where I think he'll be able to put up some really good numbers. So that's my AL Rookie of the Year. Wonderful. All right. So going into my picks here, NL Rookie of the Year. Uh, this is not based on the fact that we all are choosing one different person, even though it's probably better for the podcast. I personally think that Jordan Walker is about to have one of the most elite years that we've ever seen from a rookie. Uh, it sounds like Walker is going to be playing left field for the Cardinals, but um, I think what really stood out to me, and this might sound a little weird, but like was his video of him getting told that he's going to make the MLB roster. And I saw how large this individual was and how, uh, how hyped uh, Jordan Walker has been since he has been in the Cardinals organization. He's been, of course, you know, a lot of people have talked about comparisons to whether that being judge or others, that what he is going to bring for the Cardinals. And I'm very scared as a Cub fan, because now they're going to have him for six, seven years of control. Um, I have him winning NL rookie of the year and then AL rookie of the year wise, I'm going to take Gunnar Henderson. I think Gunnar Henderson is an established guy that I think he's going to go out there. Um, and, 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 Honestly, I think that the Orioles are one of these teams. I think they're a lot like the Cubs and the Angels where you're wondering where they're going to go. Are they going to take that big leap forward? Or are they going to just going to kind of uh, snag back to where they've been? 
Um, I truly think that Gunnar Henderson is one of the most elite baseball players in, in, in reference to his group of players, of course, with him being a top overall prospect, but I definitely see Gunnar Henderson being uh, the AL rookie of the year. So that kind of rolls through our group of guys there. Let's roll into uh, the MVP segment here. Um, Kyle with being MVP yourself, most valuable <laughs> player of our college household, but uh, looking at the NL and AL MVP picks, what are we seeing here from your side? Yeah. Um, so same thing as last week. I'm going to double down. You know, we kind of talked about this last week on the pod a little bit. I am doubling down on my picks. I'm sticking with it. Um, in the NL, I got Juan Soto from the Padres. Um, due for a massive year. The guy just rakes. Not much more else to say. Um, hits bombs. Ton of RBIs. He'll, just, he'll stabilize the middle of that lineup. He'll be really, really good in the middle of that lineup for the Padres this year. American League, I like Vlad Jr. to have a breakout year. Not that he's already, you know, he's come out of the scene already, but I think he really takes that next step this year. I'm predicting him to lead the lead the league in home runs, and I'm expecting him to um, battle for the triple crown as well. So I like him to win the MVP in the AL, and uh, again, Juan Soto on the NL side. Those are my picks. Fantastic. Christian, tell us why Kyle's wrong with some of those picks or that he's right. Yeah, well, first, I, I want to say that I'm just surprised that nobody had Anthony Volpe as their AL Rookie of the Year. No one, no one's a Yankees fan here um, at all. That but is- I just wanted to get that on record that I was surprised at that. Uh, but for MVP, <laughs> um, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys, I think, in the National League that it makes it so spread out for who could win. But I think that Austin Riley from the Atlanta Braves is about to – have one of the best seasons um, that we've seen out of a third baseman in a while. And I think he is really going to go off with not only what's in front of him in the lineup that will set him up for a lot of RBI opportunities, but for what's behind him too, that can drive him in uh, after he gets on base. So NL MVP, give me Austin Riley. And then in the AL, I think it's a little bit more narrow of a race, but I'm going to pick – Jordan Alvarez from Houston to be the AL MVP. I think he's got, I mean, the same thing as Riley. He's got a lot of guys in front of him that are going to create opportunities for him to drive in runs and be really successful. And then I don't know what their lineup's going to look like if he's going to be before or after Abreu, but either way, I think that that sets him up real well um, to do that. And now that they're kind of, mixing up the parks a little bit with where they're playing. I think he's going to be finding himself in a lot more hitter friendly environments that will help boost his home run numbers even higher than what they've been in the past. So Austin Riley for NL MVP, Jordan for AL MVP. Fantastic. For my side of things, um, I will agree with you here, Christian. I did have Austin Riley. Austin Riley was my pick in every single one of my fantasy baseball leagues. I think that for the way that that lineup is constructed where you have Matt Olson and then you have um, the back end of, of guys where you're, you, you legitimately are running into Acuna, Acuna, uh, Sean Murphy, Matt Olson and Austin Riley. I don't see how Austin Riley doesn't have a chance to be very, very successful. I think that a lot of the times with the MVP years, it's guys that just have the chance to be successful versus being the best player on their team. And so I think Austin Riley has the best chance to win the NL MVP based on that standpoint. Um, From the AL MVP side of things, I think what we talked about with Sean Spradling on the last podcast, where you talk about the at bat between trout 
and Otani being something where that at bat meant so much to baseball. I think it's going to be the most impactful moment for both of their careers here this upcoming season. I think both of them are going to have unbelievable years. And I think that Otani with getting over the hump of being the best baseball player in the world after that at bat, I'm actually going to go with Mike Trout here because I think Trout now has sort of a kind of a, a first time in his career where he's kind of been a little bit pissed off and he obviously hasn't been in the playoffs in the last couple of years. And now that he has this opportunity to go out there after what the WBC did for him, I think that that had a major, major impact on his career. And I think that he's going to have one of the biggest seasons that we're going to see in a long time, sort of like a judge like year that unfortunately a lot of people aren't going to be able to see because he plays out on the West coast at, you know, 12 o'clock Eastern. But I think that Trout is a little bit pissed off as to what happened, and I'd be very, very scared to see where uh, that team can go. So I have, as I said, Austin Riley and, of course, Mike Trout. All right, NL Cy Young, AL Cy Young. This is tough. This is very, very tough because a lot of these guys, now a lot of shifts obviously made uh, during the offseason with free agency deals and where guys are going. So let's hear it, Kyle. Who, who is the best pitcher in the NL this upcoming year and in the AL? Yeah, just to uh, touch on what you said earlier, I totally agree with you with the Trout perspective. Um, just looking at him and watching how he reacted after WBC, like immediately after. We talked about it with Sean, like didn't talk to the media at all, you know, just seemed pissed off. So I think he's got a little fire under his ass and he's going to, you know, yep. motivate him to get going this season. Anyways, on to the Cy Young, NL, I have Zach Wheeler. Um, been one of the top arms for a couple of years now. Um, I really like how he pitched last year, had a really good year last year. I think he's going to build off of that, um, really stabilize that rotation in um, in the Phillies. So I think he's going to take on the signing. I like him in a big year. American League-wise, give me Luis Castillo from the Mariners. Mm. Um, flirted around three with his ERA last year. Um, came over from the Reds midway through the year. Um, did really well for the Mariners. I think the Mariners are due for a big season. He'll be at the top of that rotation, and I think um, he's due for a big season, and I like him to kind of break out and uh, take home that Cy Young crown. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Christian, is Kyle right? Is Kyle wrong? He's been right a lot of the times for me throughout my career in situations that we won't discuss here on the podcast. But um, for you, my friend, who do you have uh, as your NLAL Cy Young? Yeah, Kyle's a smart guy, uh, for sure. He is. But, he is. You know, that's why he's molding the youth of America today. <laughs> um, I have two, uh, two different picks. I have, as my NL Cy Young, is uh, Logan Webb from the San Francisco Giants, who is coming off a uh, tremendous year. I mean, I think he notched 15 wins last year with a sub-3 ERA. I think he's going to do that again this year and hopefully have a couple more wins under his belt, even though I'm not sure what his run support's going to look like there. But I think he, he'll keep it, you know, a lot of close games when he's on the mound. So I really like him. And then in the AL, uh, I'm going with Shane McClanahan from Tampa, who I think probably would have made the race a little bit closer last year had he not got hurt in the middle of August and been able to pitch all the way through September because his numbers were kind of comparable to Verlander's last year. And he was up there for a bit, like I said, until he got hurt. But now I think his biggest competition for this, well, second biggest competition uh, behind a guy that you might take, Ty, 
is went to the National League when Verlander signed with the Mets. Um, and even though, you know, another pitcher came over into the American League this year who could be in contention for a Cy Young, I think McClanahan will do way better. Fantastic. All right, for my picks, um, I have an interesting pick. I, I, I've Like I picked with Mike Trout, picking off of the fact of where guys are at with situations in their career, um, for the NL Cy Young, I'm going with Corbin Burns. And I think that the whole issue that happened with arbitration, you saw that whole segment that came out, the whole interview. Um, and again, that could just been at the time fired up about the situation. That's what he's dealing with. He could be feeling different this time. So this is sort of a wild card pick, but you know, you look at last year with a 2.94 ERA, uh, 0.96 or 0.97 whip, uh, had 12 wins. I mean, he still had a hell of a year. And you look at what uh, Alcantara had last year where wins didn't necessarily play as much of a card in his Cy Young discussion just because of the situation that he had in Miami. So this year with the Brewers, I feel like, you know, they're going to be, I'm not going to say similar to the Cubs because I think they're way better pitching wise, but you know, they are going to be sort of in a situation where do they sell? Do they buy not saying Burns is going to be traded at the deadline. I don't foresee that he's a, he's a free agent not after this year, but the next year. But I think that with Burns recognizing that, okay, I have to take my career into my own hands because this is a situation that I just don't want to be in for the foreseeable future. And I want to get paid and I want to make the money that I deserve. And I think I deserve so I'm going to go with Burns as my NL Cy Young. Definitely a wild card pick, but man, I think that he's going to turn out to be an absolute stud. And then on the AL Cy Young side of things, one of the wildest predictions I've seen from a lot of different sources is people have the Blue Jays winning the World Series this year, which again, the way you look at it is the way you look at it. I I I don't I don't necessarily see that per se, but if it were to happen, it's because of this guy Alec Manoa. I have him be, being my AL Cy Young. He had a 2.24 ERA last year with a .99 WHIP, uh, 16 wins, seven losses. A guy that, in reference to the general baseball landscape, maybe isn't viewed upon as guys like Garrett Cole, Max Scherz, or Justin Verlander, names that are known. I think that he is truly going to make a name for himself this year. I actually wish he was actually a part of the WBC this past year, uh, whether that being, I believe, for either, I think he was actually interested in playing for Mexico, but I think that he is going to be an absolute dog this year, and I think that he is going to lead this team to uh, potentially an AL East division win. I will not give away my prediction already, but... I foresee this guy being an absolute gamer uh, this upcoming year and taking the Jays over the hump that um, would be very, very exciting for baseball and great for uh, the Rogers center. So those are all our picks folks. I mean, uh, hopefully one of these hit, uh, we'll definitely go back to this later in the year and see who is right and who actually deserves to be on this podcast and who doesn't. So um, let's roll into the playoff format here and what it's going to look like in uh, October or, or excuse me, in late September, October. Um, what we're going to do here is we're just going to roll through it all. So you um, actually, you know what? I think, I don't, I don't like that idea. I like going one by one. Let's do it. AL West. We're going to go ro roll through of our division winners. Um, and then we'll go division by division. Then we'll pick our, and it's two playoff. It's two wildcard teams still, right? Two wildcard three. teams, three wildcard teams. Thank God Ty is leading the podcast. So we'll have our three uh, picks there at the end for the wildcard as well. So AL West, Kyle, lead us off, my friend. AL West going to be the Houston Astros to repeat as AL West champions. Most of that championship squad from last year is still intact with a couple exceptions, but I mean, they're still got 
a loaded lineup from top to bottom, really good bullpen. The bullpen shoved last October, um, you know, just a really good team top to bottom. So give me them to repeat as champions. Christian, you're leading the same way. I mean, it's hard to go against Houston because for exactly the reasons that Kyle said, um, but I'm going to go Seattle out of the West. I think that they step it up this year and all those guys that kind of got that taste of winning last year, I think they're going to need to be pretty hungry to come out swinging. And I think Houston's due to take a setback at some point. So I'm going to go Seattle in the West. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard there, right? Cause you, you the, the Astros in reference to what they are doing over the last number of years is just providing consistency. And in this world of, you know, where we don't necessarily want to see that we want to see, you know, different teams and everything. Um, I think that it's all going to come down to is that can Luis Garcia and Hunter Brown be the guys that they need to be, or can we see George Kirby and Marco Gonzalez really be the guys and Robbie Ray has to step up as well. I'm going to lean towards the Mariners here, but I think it's going to be a race towards the end that will be the highlight of what kind of rolls into the, into the playoffs. I think that it's going to be the where Julio Rodriguez has an unbelievable year, you know, guys like Colton Wong, Cal Raleigh, you know, even Jared Klenick, AJ Pollock, they're adding, like they have depth now that I feel like, and, and, and uh, excuse me, adding T Oscar Hernandez. I feel like the Mariners now are going to have that big year where they finally have that chance if I'm picking years to go, I'm going Astros a hundred percent of the way. I think this year, I think the, the, the Jays or excuse me, not the Jays, Jesus, uh, the, the Mariners pull it out. But I mean, guys, I, if I'm looking at this, I'm going, I, it, the Astros are the clear favorite. It's all dependent upon the fact, can they withstand the time that Altuve's out? And then can those guys at the bottom of the rotation really kind of stand out and be their guys? Cause they got Christian Javier, um, you know, and, and other guys that are going to be, you know, Framer Valdez and, you know, Jose or uh, I I'm just interested to see, can the Mariners finally have that breakout year? Um, because last year they had a breakout year, but it was like, no, like no one's going to surpass the Astros. So if the Astros stay healthy, Michael Brantley comes back, he's a dude for them. But I'm going to lean towards the Mariners, but I, I don't feel as confident in that pick as I do at my next one, AL Central. Let's roll in the AL Central. Kyle, um, can, can we uh, can we do non-biased here, or are we going to do biased here, my friend? Let's let's hear it, my friend. Come on, come on. So it pains me to give this prediction. Um, I'm not picking my – I'm not doing the hometown pick. I'm not taking my White Sox. I'm going to go with <clears throat> the team that won the division last year. That was the Cleveland Guardians. Um Kind of interesting. Now, talking about the WBC with Sean earlier, kind of made me think of that Japanese squad that won the championship. They had a very similar team to what the Indians are. They play a very sim similar style of ball. They have a little power in the middle. They have speed in the top, speed in the bottom, and good pitching overall. Um, that's a one in the division last year, talking about the Guardians. I think they're going to do the same thing. Um, kind of similar to the Astros. They have a lot of same players from last year. They added Josh Bell. They added some pop in the middle of that lineup. And their pitching staff was really good last year. Or Tristan McKenzie is going to McKendry, excuse me, is going to be on McKenzie. Excuse me, he's yeah. going to be on the shelf for a little yeah. bit, but I think they overcome that. Um, I think the rotation is good enough to overcome that, and the back end of that bullpen is nasty. Um, so for those reasons, I am picking Cleveland to repeat as the AL Central champs. Christian, what you got? Lord Almighty, 
the White Sox. I'm going to take your, your team. Let's go, baby. Let's go. White Sox. Uh, I think they're going to bounce back. Giolito really kind of screwed them last year. Uh, I think he comes back into form this year and is good. You've got Lance Lynn, who's a dog. You've got Clevenger, who's back in that division now, who's able to pitch, who I think is going to be out for blood against Cleveland. And then you have, I mean, even though you've lost to Brayu, you've got the lineup that I think they need with whoever is going to be out in the outfield. I mean, Benintendi, Colas, Lubob, uh, Eloy, every now and again. Um, you know, you've got Vaughn, Mankata, Anderson. Um, I don't know who's playing second base for them, but they've got Yaz behind the dish. So. Elvis Andrews. Oh, yeah. Elvis Andrews, who's played on all 30 teams. So <laughs> let's go. Beautiful, beautiful. Kyle, I love you. And I feel for you. And I am going to agree with Christian here. I here's, here's my whole thing is that if you look at the white Sox two years ago, they have a team that goes in the playoffs and they get the Astros first round. There's no team that year that in my opinion really does well against the Astros based on their lineup, based on their pitching rotation. Um, they had everything they needed. And I think the white Sox, legitimately in that would have been 2021 were legitimately favorites to win the AL. And I think that last year you get killed with injuries and it doesn't matter which team you are. It doesn't matter if you're the Yankees last year, even the Astros or, you know, even like the Phillies or, or the Dodgers. I mean, you get killed with injuries. You just don't have a shot. And so that's why I think that the white Sox are so prominent and, and going to be absolute a grind, a, a grinder team this year that I think that they are going to, figure it out. And I think that the Indians, while they play a certain style of baseball that does play well, I think that from star power wise, I think the white Sox will have more this year. I had a sneak. I, I, I didn't want to say Andrew Vaughn is my AL MVP. Cause that would have been a ridiculous pick, but you talk about a guy now that has the opportunity to establish himself in that lineup and be the guy over at first base for the squad. Again, as long as Mankata, Robert, Eloy Jimenez doesn't play outfield whatsoever this year, I, I predict this team being a, a legitimate squad and winning the AL Central. I stand by that pick. I also think from the rotation standpoint, I think Mike Clevenger is getting a lot of flack. I think he's gotten pulled into a situation where he's literally a national spotlight. He's got everything going after him about you know what he's done, obviously, with his uh, off-the-field issues. He's gotten his stuff away and he's gotten away from his stuff here in spring training, which again, don't ride on spring training whatsoever, folks. But if you, if you look at Mike Clevenger, he's always been a solid three, four, five for a staff. I think that he's going to play very, very well. I think Lance Lynn after his USA uh, showing, I think he's going to show out for this squad because he was legitimately the best pitcher we had on that staff and he showed out against some pretty premier talent. Um, and I, and like Christian said, I think Giolito is going to absolutely shove this year. So I'm pulling for your white socks. It pains me to say that, um, but I just don't like seeing the Indians have any success. Um, they haven't had Guardians. success in a long time. Excuse me. Sorry. You know why I'm going to call them the Indians? Cause uh, 2016 wasn't that long ago. Um, okay. So let's move on to the AL East. Uh, one of the most intriguing divisions in all of baseball this year. Uh, with, like we said earlier in the topic of injuries is some of these teams that, if they stay healthy, have a legitimate shot. So, Kyle, 
lead us off here just like you have this entire podcast uh getting hot off the top uh get uh, hot off the top of the lineup here who do you have winning the al east yeah, this is going to be one of my favorite divisions to watch throughout the course of the season. I think it's going to be a bloodbath between the top two teams, and those two teams being the Blue Jays and the Yankees. I do think the Blue Jays are going to come out on top. Um, I give the edge to the Blue Jays right now simply because of the injuries that the Yankees are dealing with in spring training. They got pretty banged up. They're going to miss, miss some guys for an amount of time um, for, for s- several weeks couple months for some guys mm-hmm. so i like the blue jays to take home the crown but like i said i think this is going to go down to the wire i think it's not going to be decided until you know last week of september so give me the blue jays to win the al east in 2023 christian yeah i'm just going to be short and sweet because i know our clock's ticking away no no it does see the clock's uh, ticking away but we can start another segment that's the beauty you'll notice that on the uh, interview with sean is that he calls us out for that because uh, i've been upgraded to pro um, uh, Zoom Pro, uh, anybody. So shout out Zoom. Um, but we will be adding on time here in case we uh, are, are spitting knowledge like we are right now. So go ahead, my friend. Well, and, and I'll also just keep it short because I agree with Kyle. I like Toronto out of the East this year. Beautiful. I'm going to disagree with you guys. And here's why. I think the Tampa Bay Rays with the pitching rotation that they have with Glasnow potentially coming back here, hopefully in the next two months, you look at Shane McClanahan, Zach Eflin, who was absolutely remarkable in the playoffs last year for the Phillies. Hopefully, again, a wild card pick that I'm going with, but hopefully he can be that guy. Jeffrey Springs is a very, very underrated pit, uh, starting pitcher, along with Drew Rasmussen. Uh, Josh Fleming right now is in the fifth spot, but of course that'll change when Tyler Glasnow comes back. We look at this lineup. Brandon Lau was out for most of the year last year. He's in their four hole. He could potentially put up, you know, 30 to 40 home runs. Um, Wander Franco, if he decides to, you know, obviously turn it around. And of course, Randy Orr is a Rosarena. If he were to have that electricity like he had during the WBC implemented into this upcoming season, I think they're in a really good shot. I think a really underrated player is Jose Siri. I think he could potentially be a breakout star for them, especially in the lower end of that lineup, which a lot of these teams need to have, especially throughout the rest of the season. Um, so I'm going to go with the Rays. I, 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 I feel good about this pick, but it all depends upon the fact is if guys can come back in time. Um, the Blue Jays and Yankees are definitely established picks, but uh, I would say that the Rays are definitely a wild card pick. But a team that you should probably look at is potentially uh, from the betting side of things. All right, let's roll into the NL here. So the NL West, uh, I mean, what, in your opinion, Kyle, do you see like an easy pick here or do you feel good about some wild card? You're talking NL or AL still? NL West. NL West. Um, you know, I'm kind of down to the Dodgers, more down than I have been in past years. I still think they're going to make the playoffs. I do like the Padres to win this division. Um, I think they just have too much star power from top to bottom. Obviously, adding Xander Bogarts this year. Um, pitching rotation is good. That lineup's really good. I just like, honestly, the Padres to outslug the Dodgers um, in that division. So give me the Padres in the NL West. Dodgers are saving for show A. Not a big deal. Uh, Christian, what do you got? Dude, the Rockies, obviously. <laughs> uh, no. We're Tell talking first place, not last place. Um, to win <laughs> the division, I, I actually still like the Dodgers uh, to win. I think they've got, you know, they're not as flashy as they've been in the past years, 
but I think that they still have the pieces to get themselves to where they need to be to hold on to that uh, first place spot comes late September, early October. And I think something's going to happen in San Diego that they won't win. So I'm going LA. Okay. So my pick for the NLS, I got the Padres. Um, If I'm looking at what, this like what the division has kind of ranked out to be over the last couple of years. Obviously the Dodgers have completely taken this over. I think that the Padres have stacked their lineup so much to where I think that they, if they weren't able to win this division, it's based on the fact of injuries to some, some part of their, you know, starting rotation or anything. I think Josh Hader is going to turn out to be a, top three closer in all of baseball. And obviously like he has been, but last year he necessarily wasn't uh, just like Juan Soto. I think they're both guys that are going to kind of get more comfortable into the role here this year and get more comfortable just living obviously in a different city and everything, you know, those different, you know, lifestyles and everything can obviously have an impact on players. So I got the Padres winning uh, the NL West and I'll central Kyle. Don't kill me with this prediction. Here you go. Yeah, not going with their hometown Cubbies, Ty. Sorry. I think they yeah, struggled against 500 this year. Anyways, um, I'm going to go with my uh, St. Louis Cardinals to win the Central. Honestly. Your, your St. Louis Cardinals? Did How much did, uh, Chase, how much yes. did Chase invest into your uh, Bitcoin collection for this pick by chance? My, my St. Louis Cardinals, simply because of division rivals with the Cubs. That's why I root for them. <laughs> Anyways, give me the cards. Um, good team, top to bottom. The NL Central is not very impressive to me overall, other than the Cardinals. I don't think the Brewers are going to be that good. Sorry, Ty. I don't think the Cubs are going to be that good. Reds are going to stink. Pirates are going to stink. Um, So give me the Cardinals. I was glad I took the White Sox earlier. All right, Christian, go ahead. (laughs) I'm going to let you go first on this one, actually. I want to see what you say before I go on mine. Well, it doesn't help because I don't really have um, much justification here either. Um, The Cubs legitimately would have to... um, Cody Bellinger would have to hit 35 home runs. Um, Dansby Swanson would have to be a 30 home run guy. Suzuki would have to come back and legitimately be each row. Um, starting rotation wise, Marcus Stroman will have to turn in Justin Verlander. Uh, Wisniewski will be rookie of the year, but that'll be a long stretch. Um, yeah. And Jameson Tyone will have to be Cy Young. So it's, it's tough. It's not, it's not an easy pick. Um, I've definitely thought about this a lot um, in how the Cubs will get in. Now, they might find another angle in. Don't sleep on them. Don't sleep on them. They got a lot of things rolling. Their defensive mindset, pitching, uh, every high school coach's uh, uh, dream. So, um, yeah, I I don't feel good about the Cubs. Um, but my NL central pick will be the uh, Cardinals since Chase did Venmo me about $100 earlier here today. Uh, for the pick, Chase Keeter, shout out, massive Cardinals fan, uh, bandwagon since the last World Series, which was quite a while ago. But um, we, I, I don't see how the Cardinals don't win this division based on the fact that their offense is so prolific. And I think that they have a bunch of starters that are going to be able to get themselves through the division. I think um, Wainwright, of course, at the top of that rotation is just going to go out there and be able to pitch six to seven every single time, even though he's 40,000 years old. Um, I think Miles Michaelis is an over is a really, really oh, and I said overrated, underrated uh, pitcher this year that I think he's going to have a really, really solid season. He looked really, really good during the WBC. Um, 
I'm blanking on why am I blanking on their their number two? Flaherty. Flaherty. I think that Flaherty here's the whole thing with Flaherty is that I think that the way that he pitches is something where it is M, like obviously MLB justified. Um uh, easily a number two, number three. I just think that everyone thinks that he should be a number one. I think that he's going to have an incredibly solid year and still uh, be kind of kind of out in the media and everything. I think people are going to say that he's not necessarily having a great year. I think he's going to have a solid year for this team. Um, so I definitely see them being the NL Central uh, winners. Um, it pains me to say that, but I think that um, uh, the Cubs will win in 2024. Okay, go ahead, Christian, your next pick. Yeah, well, I'm glad that I let you go second uh, on this oh, thanks. one. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, we've got two Cardinals already, and I think you guys both hinted at how unimpressive the NL Central is. That's um, offensive. And I want to play a little devil's advocate here, and I'm actually because I had a different team in mind, just to throw it everybody for a loop. But I'm going to go with the Cubs to wow. win the NL Central, and. I know it's kind of crazy and a little bit of a long shot um, or a lot of bit of a long shot, but I think that Dan's becoming is a great addition because I think with him and Horner up the middle, I think Horner's going to get a little bit of a mentor there that he can kind of run with and have. I think that their starting pitching is going to be a little bit surprising. Um, you know, the Stroh show, could figure it out. I think adding to Jamison Tyone, I've said it, I don't know how many times on this podcast is going to end up being the most underrated move of the off season. All of baseball. Um, Mancini and Hosmer together there to play first base. Uh, you know, Hosmer has been kind of getting, I mean, not a whole lot of credit the last few years because, and rightfully so. I mean, he's really gone downhill since he left Kansas City. But I think playing in Chicago is going to be really good for him. Um, I think Cody Bellinger is going to snap back into what we saw that during those couple years where he was one of the MVP favorites with the Dodgers. And I think the change of scenery is going to be what he needs. Um, you know, looking at all – I mean, Ian Happ, underrated Seiya Suzuki really good outfielder really good hitter they kind of have oh, a lineup you know whatever they do at third base is going to be whatever they do I think you know P Wizzy's probably going to get a lot more time because I think he's just going to earn it and I mean he hits all the time um catching is going to be a question mark obviously to fill what they lost with Contreras but in all reality I mean you might have a catcher who's going to play more games than Contreras was playing. So what what it's going to boil down to is if um, – who's their closer, Ty? Rowan Wick still? Um, Uh-oh. Uh, it's going to be probably Michael Fulmer. But um, well, Cam whatever. Sanders, Cam Sanders out of AAA, not too bad himself. Um, we'll probably trade for Wade Davis at the deadline. So keep going. Uh, well, yeah, the Rockies did that. Um, and it didn't work, but, but anyway, yeah, give me the Cubs. I, I was planning on coming in, uh, surprising everybody with the Reds, but give me the Cubs. 
and let's go. <laughs> Cubs. I was, I was waiting for that so bad. I thought I, I had a thought because I was like, you brought it up before. And I'm like, if he brings up the Reds, I don't know if I, Kyle may jump off the Zoom. <laughs> um, I thought about it. I was ready to go thinking you were going to pull your hometown Cubbies, but you didn't. So I had to. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And um, yeah, I think you're also saying this whole thing because you traded, you know, Clay Holmes for Cody Bellinger to me in our fantasy baseball league. And you're just trying to justify the fact that I might regret that decision about halfway through the year. But we're not going to talk about that, my friend. We're not going to talk about that. So let's roll through the last division here. NL East. Uh, I'll, I'll start off. I got the Braves winning it. I think the Braves are the most uh, talented team in the entire NL. Um won't necessarily have, you know, reflection to my picks later, but I think that the Braves overall, uh, Soroka, Strider, this rotation, and then, of course, on the, um, you know, with their lineup, we talked about Austin Riley being an MVP candidate. Um, don't, you know, don't shy away from Acuna or Matt Olson potentially because they're going to potentially have unbelievable years if they're both able to stay healthy. But um, Christian, Let's let's roll it over to you, man. I mean, NL East, what are we seeing here from your standpoint? I mean, are we, are we going to see a little bit of a wild card here, or are you sticking with uh, the Braves as well? No, I'm going Braves too. I think they're too good. Good pick. All right, Kyle. Uh, Three-team sweep across the board, so we're more than likely going to get exposed in October when the Braves do not win this division, since we're all picking them. Uh, but anyways, like you guys mentioned, I do like the Braves. I do love the NL East race, just kind of watching that progress throughout the year. I think the Mets are going to be really good. I think the Phillies are going to be good, too. They're dealing with some injuries, but I think all three of those teams are going to be in the race for the long haul. So I'm really interested to see how they beat up on each other when they play each other within the division. Um, Should be fun to watch. But as you guys said, I like the Braves coming out on top. Too good um, starting lineup-wise and too good rotation-wise. The the first half of this year is going to be just like everything for for the Braves, the Mets, the Phillies, because you obviously with the Phillies, you don't have Harper. And then um, I forgot who else they don't have. Hoskins just got hurt. Hoskins, you know, he's yeah. obviously out. So then now for them and the Mets, deadline picks are going to be everything. Who can they get at the deadline to be their closer for the Mets? Who can be a prolific first baseman? I've heard CJ Crone to the Phillies. I've heard CJ Crone to the Phillies. There wouldn't be a lot of balls in the uh, left field bleachers at that point at Coors Field uh, for the rest of the year, which would be disappointing to that uh, wonderful um, fanship. But then, of course, with the Braves, can the Braves just totally take it away at the first half of the year? So then teams are fighting. Those Phillies and Mets are both fighting for uh, the wild card. But I think that the Phillies are set up set up great now, of course, with adding Trey Turner, kind of replace that burden they'll have not having Harper. But I think that that first half of the year is totally just going to determine what's going to happen. So uh, wild card picks, NL-wise, I got Phillies, Mets, Dodgers. And then on the AL side of things, I have the Astros, Yankees, and Blue Jays. Christian, who do you got? Uh, My picks for wild card are Cardinals, Padres, and Mets. AL? AL, I'm going to go Houston. Who did I take in the Central White Sox and then Toronto? So I'm going uh, Houston, New York, and Anaheim. Okay, nice. 
Kyle, wow, I know you got. Really, I know you've had going Anaheim, huh? That's a hot take. That is a big take. You've been hot takes tonight. I know. God, I can only imagine your bets. Kyle, here we go. National League, give me the Mets. Give me the Phillies. Give me the Dodgers. American League, give me the Yankees. Give me the Mariners. Give me the Rangers sneaking into the wild card this year. Wow, awesome, love that. World Series matchup. I got Padres Astros. World Series winner Padres. I think that the Padres are going to make a big time acquisition at the deadline from the pitching side of things to really solidify uh, their pitching rotation and you know their owner who or GM who is supposedly a part of some potentially fraudulent scheme of money. Um, I love it. I love it. Bring the storylines to baseball. I think the Padres are the World Series champs this year. Kyle, what do you got? I'm with you, Ty. Give me the Padres. Giving them defeating the Blue Jays in the World Series. I like the Blue Jays come out from the American League. I really like the way their lineup is constructed. And I, the bullpen is the biggest question for them. But I think they make a couple of deals at the deadline. They figure that out. And they're able to match up well in the playoff series against other teams. They make it to the World Series. Padres do come out on top. They're going to win the World Series in six games over the Blue Jays. Awesome. Christian, round out the pod, and then you're back to the IL after this. Yeah, I'm going with uh, Yankees-Braves in the World Series. Um, I think the Yankees are going to figure it out in the second half uh, of the season and carry it all the way through the playoffs. I think they're going to have a fully healthy starting rotation. Somehow this year they're going to figure out a way to do it. And I got Yankees winning in five games over Atlanta in the World Series. Clay Holmes for Cy Young. Awesome. All right, folks. Well, that rounds out our episode 23. Tune into episode 22 with the interview with Sean Spradling that Kyle and I did. Um, but hopefully we enjoy you enjoy this uh, episode here where we make our project uh, predictions for the year. Um, I know I'm going to have some very interesting text uh, from some of our close friends about why we're wrong. And that's the fun part of this all is that uh, who would imagine the Phillies making it last year to the World Series um, and and having the run that they did and some of the runs that of course some of those teams had last year so let's see how it goes we'll be on next week talking about the first week of baseball uh and opening day is going to be coming out here uh on thursday so absolutely ecstatic i think kyle christian do you have anything to add here for our fans yeah, happy opening day. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Christian. I was first. I, I knew that interruption was coming, and I wanted it so bad. I wanted that. Do, so uh, bad. do we have any best bets for tomorrow for opening day? Any opening day best bets? I mean, it sounds like you do. Yeah, I got a couple. Okay, go ahead. Um, Brewers. <laughs> you know, no. <laughs> 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 you can't do this. <laughs> Brewers are Brewers are plus money tomorrow. So are I'm they going, are they actually underdogs on opening day? Dogs, yeah, I think, uh, oh my oh god, yeah. Might uh, throw that one in. Um uh, like minus one seventeen, I think is what I saw earlier. Yeah, Marcus uh, Stroman and I'll say on yeah. So I like Brewers and uh Dodgers. Those are my two best bets. Kyle, anything to add here for the fans? I mean, I, if you don't have any bets, that's fine. We don't promote gambling on the show, but uh if uh and gamble responsibly, one eight hundred gamble. Um, Kyle, do you have anything else to say here? <laughs> yeah, I don't have any bets for anybody. Um, but happy opening day, everybody. Opening day is always special. Always a different energy around all the ballparks throughout the league. One of my favorite days of the year. So enjoy it. Happy baseball season. Welcome to the 2023 baseball season, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in.
We'll talk to you here soon.